Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Monday, December 26th, and you are listening to Branching Out Sports. We are taking over the news time slot. Eliov, did you know? I didn't tell you this before we started recording. We are the news show for the week. Oh, we're, we're news? We're, we're news. Taking over? We're taking over news this week. Man. God I didn't want to give you the pressure. God, I didn't want to give you the pressure. There's no pressure. I just feel bad for our listeners yeah. here. They're expecting, you know, some hard-hitting news stories. And Well, I mean, well, it, it is the day after Christmas, so we're, we're taking it easy. We're finishing let's it with a year some presents review. here, David. Let's what, do it. What do you what do you, what do you do? What do you do? What do you, how do you, what do you do for Christmas? Spend time with the family. Right. Spend time with the family. Did you have Beautiful. a nice Hanukkah? Hanukkah was lovely. Good. It Good. wasn't it's in Texas. Okay. Part of it in Texas. I I don't know. You know what? I don't know if it was in Texas. Well, Texas is a state of mind. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, maybe hanging out with the band Spoon, you know, I don't sure. know. I okay. don't know what I did. So, okay. You know, okay. You, once those, li- when the candles light up, you know, it's like the, the you know, the miracles take over. I Anything don't goes. Anything goes. goes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're off to a good start here. <laughs> um, so what we're going to be doing here, um, as taking over the news show here is we are going to be wrapping up kind of the year in review of sports, similar to what we just did in news last week. And I brought Eliov in to walk us through kind of the biggest stories of the year and kind of hit on some topics that he thought were uh, exceptional throughout the year. So, Eliov, thanks for being here. We're going to take a quick commercial break, hear from our sponsor, and then we'll get into that list. Having food to eat shouldn't be anyone's idea of the perfect gift, but for far too many, it is. Too many families can't pay their bills and put good, nutritious meals on their tables. Too many seniors on fixed income are forced to decide between having a healthy meal and their medication. This holiday season, you can give the perfect gift, the gift of food. Thanks to a match fund up to $30,000 from Eric and Anitra Tyson, every $10 you donate to Food Share of Ventura County provides 60 meals, yes, 60 meals to the hungry. So go to foodshare.com today and make a donation. I can think of no other place in Ventura County where your holiday dollars will provide a more necessary gift. Visit foodshare.com, that's F-O-O-D-S-H-A-R-E.com today and help put food on the tables of our friends and neighbors this holiday season. Foodshare of Ventura County. All right, Eliof. So if we're going to wrap up the year... I think you got to do it in style. I think you got to start with the story of the year. Yeah. Usually you go 10 to 1, you know, if you do a top 10 list. Yeah, but we're I not doing have, that this time. You know, I, I scrapped the top 10 list. There's so many good stories this year. But I, let's start with really the unquestioned biggest sports story of the year. And, and I think it's it's brothers Colin and Aaron Salmon um, of Newbury. They were Newbury Park High. Aaron, Aaron's a senior this year at Newbury Park High. Colin graduated, is now at Northern Arizona. But... What these guys did in the same calendar year, different seasons technically, because what Colin did was kind of in the winter and, and spring, mm-hmm. and what Aaron did was just recently a few weeks ago. Um, but I'll, I think what they've done, um, they live in Camarillo, they're Newbury Park High, you know, Panthers. And what they've done is just phenomenal. Just to recap quickly, Colin was the Gatorade High School Athlete of the Year among all sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, for boys athletes. He's the athlete of the year, Gatorade athlete of the year in the nation, which is phenomenal. He ran a sub four minute mile this year. He obviously, he was the, you know, he won a cross country championship the previous year. Uh, he led the team to the national title. Uh, 
both state and national titles, um, was the Gatorade Cross Country Runner of the Year for his individual sport. And he had, you know, he was just running like crazy in, in the winter and, and spring. Um, and then his brother never won a cross country race in his life, was always kind of in the shadows of, of, of Colin, uh, was in the shadows of Lex and Leo Young, two phenomenal runners who were going to Stanford. And arguably they're the, you know, they were just phenomenal runners, but he never won a cross country race until the last race of his life, the Nike cross nationals in Portland, Oregon, um, came from behind, attacked that last hill. And he's the fastest, you know, the fastest teenager in the United States of America and just wore his brother's shoes. There's a story that ran in some of our newspapers. Uh, Definitely, you should check it out. I think it has interest to non-sports fans. Mm -hmm. But just those brothers, I think what they did in separate seasons, Colin and Aaron Salman, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal. They're it just... I, I mean, what they've done. It's, we're so lucky that they, we get to cover. I get to cover these guys. But yeah. what they did was just so special, and um, they deserve all the accolades, all the attention, you know. But uh, what they've done, truly, truly phenomenal. They represent Newbury Park and Camarillo really, really well. Yeah, no, it's it's a special bunch, and I know last year they were top of mind on our year in review as well. And that just kind of yeah goes to speak how incredible. That, that program has been, and, and and those brothers also. Yeah, and let's not forget Lex and Leo Young. They had kind of, by their standards, maybe a disappointment where they expected possibly to finish 1-2 mm-hmm. in the country um, because they finished 1-2 in the state. And they're phenomenal. They're going to Stanford. They're high, really, uh, you know, great students. Um, their brother, Nico, was a, was, a multi, was a state champion, a national champion. He's at Northern Arizona. He's been part of that Northern Arizona juggernaut, the best mm-hmm. cross-country team in, in the nation uh, at the collegiate level. Um, so those guys should get some props too. But the Salmons kind of, they, what Colin and Aaron have done, again, I I can't even, I, I feel like I'm underselling them too. I, I don't know how, but yeah. I just, I feel like they're still underrated. Yeah. No, it, it, you're I don't right. know. That's crazy. Like they were, they're the best in the country, and I still think they're underrated. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's possible, but they, they, they find a way. Well, it's just how great they are. are. It's just how great they are, and how, and how I, I think that's that's fair. Sometimes we can't quantify the greatness that we're watching, and that's why you have to watch it and enjoy it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. and, they and get, that's what makes sports. You tweeted this the other day. That's why sports are great. Because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. And, and people come out of nowhere. And just the story of Aaron not winning a race, and then he wins the biggest race of his life yeah. within his brother's shoes yeah. that he never wore before. And he's saying, yeah, maybe there's some luck in these shoes, you know, like sure. it's a, a genie in a bottle kind of thing. But yeah, he he won, it right. he won that race, man. He ran a perfect race and kudos to him. Yeah. So let, let's um, pivot Going off of that greatness, and let's talk about CIF champions. CIF Southern Section champions. Southern we, had, section. we had our share. You know, we always have at least a couple, and yeah. this year was no exception, David. Uh, let's. And I apologize if I'm forgetting anybody, but well, you- and before we go with well, let's, before you start listing them off, I just want to take a second to, and, and we talked about this last year, and I want to do it again this year. How hard it is to win a Southern Section title, and I want to make sure that we make sure that people understand that. Winning a Southern Section title is not an easy feat with how large it is, with how many schools you have to go through, with how much travel you have to deal with. It is not an easy thing to do. To win, Winning a championship shouldn't be easy. Winning a CIF Southern Section title is 
even more difficult than just winning a championship. Yeah, it's 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 so hard. It's like rare. It's like teams sometimes they it's their first time going there. Um, we can get into that a little bit later of some teams that made their you know their first appearance in a CIF championship game or match. Um, but team sports is special, man. I think this for me is um, it's special when when a team can do something great and just find find a little magic in yeah. the postseason when basically you're you can't really scout that well and it's just like who wants it more who's mentally tough who can kind of get a little maybe even a little luck but really just who can pull this these things out yeah um so i i wanted to give a special shout out to our our section champions royal royal boys volleyball oaks christian baseball oaks christian girls basketball viewpoint girls basketball calabasas girls track and field those are our section champions i hope i'm not leaving anybody out um, but, but congratulations to those, they're champions. I mean, that's a section championship to me is kind of sometimes, um, as big as sometimes a state title can be yeah. in many ways. Especially so, the Southern section. I, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How big it is. It's, it's, it's too big. People have talked about kind of breaking off with Santa Clarita and the Santa yeah. Barbara and the San, San Luis Obispo area and Ventura County area. Uh, into its own section. It's not a bad idea. And we'll see. I don't know if that's going to get traction, but uh, it, it's probably not a bad idea. I know some of the slow schools are now up in the central central coast section or central section. Yeah. Um, I think the teams out here it should be more than discussed. I think it should be something that should be trotted forth. Yeah. Um, because I think it's time. I think going down to Orange County or Riverside County, I think that that travel is just way too tough for the postseason. It's ridiculous. It's geared against Ventura County schools. I think get punished sure. because we don't have championship games here other than in football and the rare volleyball game. Just recently, because of COVID, um, just just because of COVID, we've had a few championship yeah. games here for 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 basketball and for for volleyball. But generally, it's been all, all of that stuff's been out in Azusa or Orange County yeah. or Riverside County. So. Um, but could, again, we're getting, I'm getting sidetracked. Congratulations it's, again it's, to those yeah, teams. It's to, credit to them. And, and it really just speaks to how special it is to when you do get a chance, when you do win one, you, you should celebrate it and, and cherish it because it's it's an impressive feat. So let's move on here to some of the top girls stories of the year that, that you kind of earmarked wanted to discuss here. Yeah. I kind of wanted to spend some more time, David, on our girls athletes, our girls yeah. teams. Um, let's just start with maybe kind of those I think the Cal. I'm sorry. The Calabasas girls track and field. They won their first ever CIF title, um, a D3 title at Moore Park in May. Amaya Witt, high jumper, basketball player. She's now Shaman Hutton for you know she transferred out. Uh, Zane Woods, the twins Zoe and Lahela Lahila Ray. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anyone's name again. Um, but the Ray sisters, uh, Zane Woods. My wit. I mean, great athletes. They came together for the first CIF title for in Calabasas history. And also, I want to give a shout out to the Lorena Girls Volleyball. They are academic champions. Uh, highest team GPA among all small school girls vo- uh, volleyball teams. So shout out to Lorena Volleyball for them. Um, Simi Valley Girls Volleyball played in its first CIF championship game, school history. That's never happened before. They They caught lightning in a bottle. That was a special team. And I know they lost... That final, that was probably Michael Coons and I were at that game and that first set going back and forth. I, that 
arguably the best, the most competitive and the best played volleyball set. Not a whole match, but that set, that first set especially. I don't know if I've. I mean, it was phenomenal, David. Mm-hmm. It was so. It was so much fun to watch, and it was so well played. Uh, but really, a special team out at Simi Valley Girls Volleyball, um, and also shout out to Moore Park High gr- uh, Softball. They played in their first championship game since 1996. Shows you how hard it is just to make it. They've never won a title, but they've only made it three times in their history. Yeah. And they did it this year. First time since 96. Agora Girls Water Polo, uh, you know, Jason Rosenthal's swan song, uh, Division One finalist. They lost by one goal. One goal in the champ- Division One championship. Yeah. And uh, again, it's so hard to get there and to win. And they, I don't think they... They left it all, you know, that cliche, leaving it all in the field, leaving it all out in the pool. Yep. They, I think they don't, they, they held their heads high after that one because you lose by one goal to Corona Del Mar in a championship game that could go either way, you know, phenomenal yep. season for a goal. Even though they didn't win the title technically, they, I, I'd say it's almost just as impressive as, as winning okay. in my opinion. So all those teams that were runners ups uh, and the girls athletes in this area, girls basketball, obviously Gabriela Jaquez. Yep. McDonald's All-American, All-World. She's at UCLA. Um, I think, I mean, that was our team of the year in girls basketball, Camarillo what? girls basketball. And now she's at UCLA for a top 10 team in the country. And, uh, and, and you mentioned uh, Savvy King, who you just featured a couple weeks ago in, uh, from Agora. Yeah, U-17 World Cup, uh, played in the World Cup in India, halfway all, the other side of the world. And she's going to North Carolina for soccer. Um, but she's somebody who might play for Team USA, the the women's team. Yeah, you know who knows? She might. She definitely can play pro soccer either in Europe or or or, or domestically. Uh, but Savvy King, really special athlete at Agora Hills, or excuse me, at Agora High, um, and she's a track athlete. I think she owns school records, David. So I think our female athletes, our girl athletes, David, are are great. I just wanted to give them a little extra attention because so much. Uh, football takes up so much of course of the oxygen in the room and and, I'm, and just I think we didn't even get to girls soccer but I mean we have great girls soccer players here so just the girl the girls at the girl athletes in this area David I think are just I think it's, this is such a great area for, yeah. for girl sports it, it is and it, it's we're fortunate to be around it and to get a chance to watch it and cover it so um you did mention football Sucks the air out of the room sometimes, <laughs> yeah. so it's a natural place to pivot to uh, kind of some of the local imprints we've seen in the NFL this year. Yeah, David. I, I mean, speak. Yeah, as, as, just as I was saying, football <laughs> takes up so much oxygen. Yeah. I'm gonna. It's gonna take up more oxygen. Yes. Apologies uh, to our listeners who want more than just football, but uh, I think it would, we would be remiss to do a year in review best sports stories without talking about uh, two local players being drafted. NFL draft top ten picks Drake London, Drake London and Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, London to the Falcons, Thibodeau to the New York Giants, uh, and they're having great years. And I think I I wanted to say, we've never had this many impact NFL players who are f- who who played high school locally, who grew up locally, than what we have right now. It is astonishing, David. Yeah, it is. The, not just guys who are playing or just kind of on rosters. I'm talking about impact guys. We've never yeah. had this many guys be – not since Clay Matthews was was winning the Super Bowl for the Packers out of Agoura High. Um, Alex Singleton with the Broncos. So current current guys, yeah. obviously the two guys I mentioned, Drake London, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. 
Alex Singleton of Thousand Oaks is the tackling leader for Denver Broncos. Let's, I know people are trying to get him voted into the Pro Bowl or at least a Pro Bowl candidate. And um, we've got Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, probably the best receiver in the Indiana in Indy. Um, Darnay Holmes, cornerback, nickelback for the Giants. Those are impact guys. Those aren't just guys who are on the roster yeah. or play here. Those are guys who are starting, making an impact. We've David, we it's it's crazy how many good players are yeah. in the NFL who are locally. And I didn't I didn't name everybody because there are more players. They're just not maybe playing as much. But those guys it's, it's absurd how this this small area, and we're not even not even talking about all of Ventura County. I'm talking about half the county. Yeah. Just a Bacorn. Plus Agoura yeah. and Calabasas. Yeah. Who are making an impact in the NFL. It's it's astonishing. Yeah, it is. It is. The footprint's getting bigger. Um so that's kind of wraps up our NFL talk. So even though you were talking about taking up too much oxygen, we won't spend too much time on it. But let's move over to kind of – and I, I like that this is kind of the back end of this episode, what some of the inspirational stories are that you had um, from 2022 that, are, that were ones that really resonated with you. Yeah, I think let's end it on inspirational stories of the year and, and uh, I hope to get to them in print as well. Um Nikki Hunter, cancer survivor, leukemia survivor of Rio Mesa softball and volleyball player, all CIF athlete, and she's a cancer survivor. I mean, how does it, it doesn't get better than that. Haley Madsen also faced a life-threatening uh, kind of uh, sickness, mm-hmm. got sick eating bad food and um, and was in a coma. Basketball, basketball player Simi for Valley Simi basketball. Valley. She's yeah. now a Cali College student. Too. Uh, but Haley Madsen, super inspirational, a great story by, and I, I want to, at the end of this, we'll, we'll get into some of the people who've kind of helped us along the way in sports, yeah. but Haley Madsen, Nikki Hunter, um, Hannah Schartz, kind of her motto, be kind and just kind of embrace that all American, uh, women's soccer player for the university of Colorado at Boulder, just a leader. I think she's just going to do great things in this world. It already is, is so inspirational and such a good person. And, uh, I can't wait to see kind of her career in soccer and outside. Cause I think she can, she can play pro soccer. Um, and I think I'm going to end it on another uplifting note. The <laughs> Monty McNair, uh, Oak Park high grad is the general manager of the Sacramento Kings. He is going to be the one to turn around the team. This team has, has the longest drought playoff drought in North American sports history among the major North American, uh, professional teams, 16 year playoff drought. I think it's ending, it's ending this year for the Sacramento Kings because he made the trades. He made the moves, Monty McNair. If, uh, you know, we're delighted that he's, he's changed the beam team, man. Uh, that just so much fun, that Sacramento Kings team. And it's, it's a local guy who's, who's, who's made some of those key moves. Um, so it's awesome. So those are kind of inspirational stories of the year. All right. I like it. I like it. Those those are good ones to kind of hang your hat on. Say, wow, good year, twenty twenty two. It is, and I just before we go, um, just want to thank you know. I think our um, want to thank you, David. Thank you for being not only doing this podcast, and this is your kind of uh, this is kind of your baby, and but also really you've you're, you've put your imprint on the pigskin preview. We just did the tenth year of that. Yep. And I want to thank you. I want to thank our photographers, Richard Gill- Richard Gillard. Michael Coons. Yeah, of course. And our contributors, Ali Spooner, Colin Beasley, Kyle Jory, Thousand Oaks editor, Thousand Oaks Acorn editor, Kyle Jory, uh, and all our sales staff uh, that sold ads to make it possible. We had a guy 
on the cover. Yep. Ty Diefenbach. Yep. Going to pit. Yep. Sorry, he's not going to UNLV. He's going to pit. He's going to pit. Play football there. And he's playing baseball for a Guru. Eliov is massaging that one in right now because he knows right. that the host of this show is a, it happens to be a UNLV fan. And so. I happen to have uh, family from Pittsburgh. I know. So. You, you and your pit. So, yeah. Uh, it just Pittsburgh. Had, it, yeah. I, but in all seriousness, though, I, I am uh, I, I'm thrilled for him that he found a home that he's happy with. I think any high school athlete should be extremely comfortable and excited to go where they're going to go for the next, hopefully, four years. With the transfer portal nowadays, you never know where kids are going to play year to year. But I- I'm glad he found his his home, and it-, it wasn't at UNLV after they fired Arroyo. Well, they fired a coach. Why? Do you, I mean, he so probably, why would he stick he, around? Why would he stick that, around? That was not like, the guy who recruited not, him. Somebody who wants him. And when he, as soon as that pit offer came in, I think yeah, two days later he committed. Yeah. So, so. I, I'm very happy for him, and, and I think we should all be supportive of our high school. Slash college athletes and 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 that's got to oh, be the nerve, David. I touched the nerve a little here. bit, a little bit. But no, I I, I do want to say that I, I can I can look for, I can look through that and be happy for our cover boy. What what, what David? Are you kind of uh, kind of the, as we wrap up this year? What are your kind of final thoughts of the year? You kind of were were really involved in sports in a way that not just helping me with page design, but also yeah. So this was the f- with this you were a little more involved. This was this the year. first year that I really got to. I, th- I think participate in the coverage aspect of of sports, the sports section, um, and I think I did it. I, I did it my way, which was which was fun for me to be able to say that it was it was it was different than what we had done traditionally. And I and I'm proud of the work that we were able to do from the digital standpoint of of delivering sports news to fans. Um, but my biggest my biggest final thought, my biggest takeaway. Um, from the year of 2022, and and what I want our listeners to understand is how much their how important they are to us, and how important they are to what we do. I mean, you mentioned the sales staff, but really, I mean, our our readers, our our followers on social media, delivering the information and the live updates from the Thousand Oaks High School Newberry Park football game this year was for me one of the most thrilling nights of my life, not just professionally, but personally, that's something I always imagined myself being in that situation of, of covering a big game and being alongside. I mean, there was media companies from LA that came out to watch that one and, and, and being able to be amongst that scrum and, and, and deliver the information to you guys, the readers, our followers, that was, that was just so personally gratifying for me. You know, and and that was my uh, that was my moment for 2022. That I'll look back on professionally and go, that was really cool. That was a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah. what a great what a great game. Yeah, and just our yeah, we reader our readers are great. We're, they're the ones we we put this out for. Don't have a job without them. So yeah, if they're, they're the ones interested, they're the ones who want these stories that we're we're, we're yeah. giving them, and we do our best, and um, we're happy to do it. I, I'm I still I've been sports editor since 2012 and it's 2022 now and it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun yeah and i do want to say you thanked me for my work with you um i do want to say thank you eliov and i want to say this on the podcast for for letting me kind of uh, jump in and, and do this kind of a little a little differently than we had in the past um so i think it took you kind of trusting me to deliver that in some ways and and being out and talking with coaches and, and doing it under the name you of did, the acorn. And you did a lot of that on your own, David. So, I didn't always go out with you for those interviews when you were out at Simi Royal week uh, for the city championship, when you were out for 
for at Oaks Christian to talk about to talk with those guys. Yeah. So and I, I'm just and Tio Newbury, same thing. That was you doing those interviews. It wasn't me. You were the one going out there talking to the players and coaches for a lot of these, especially during football season. It was yeah. a lot of that was was on your shoulders yeah. a little bit, especially digitally or on the pod. That wasn't me. I mean, I I could give my insight, but um, but that the, that work, those uh, the, logging those those out, what you did, you you did that. Those are those are your interviews and and and, and yeah, it's cool. And, so, so thank you to that, and I'm sure you, thanks for promoting the teams because yeah. you were a part of that. Yeah. So, so th- thank you for for letting me uh, for letting me get involved and do it that way. So, um, we'll leave it there. That was that was 2022 wrapped up. Uh, what are you looking forward to most in 2023? Oh man, I always get you with this one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm so in the moment because it's like yeah. we for me as an editor and a and slash writer, I guess because I'm I'm putting it out. I'm so focused on. What's going out in the paper this week? I'm so worried week to week. Yeah. And I don't have time to kind of think too far ahead. Yeah. It's the same. I'll, I'll give you an answer I gave last year. It's similar, like, who's going to be the next star? There, I, I have no idea who it is. Yeah. There's so many kids I know are coming back who are talented, but it's always the, the unknown athletes. But I don't know if that's a lame answer or not, David. I, it's not because that, that, that's it, true. I mean, that's what makes our job. Like, like, it's like, who are these kids that are, it's always like moving forward is in life. I think we, you know, it's 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 like always want to see who's next, who's doing things differently, who's doing who are doing things better, who's going to surprise me. But it's all life is all about challenging yourself and f- seeing other athletes and coaches and um, folks challenge themselves to get better. So, am I? How am I going to be a better writer? How am I going to be a better editor? How are our athletes going to get better? It's to me, it's always like, how do I improve? For me, that that's what I'm looking forward to is like. I got to get better at my job, yeah. and I think that's the, that's the big thing. It's like not just me, but our other athletes. Who, who's gonna who's gonna put the work in to get better? And I think that to me, I was really inspired by hard work. Some of these teams that, um, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but like a lot of teams reached championship games or made good runs, and it was hard work. Yeah, and I think so much of that. We don't see, we get the splashy headlines for our athletes, mm-hmm. but so much of it is the hard work that none of us see. And for them, that kind of inspires me to try to do better in my own job, do, yeah. be a better writer, be a more attentive reporter, uh, be a more creative kind of uh, editor or kind of doing this job a little bit better. Yeah. So I think they're the ones who inspire me. All right. So that's what we got to look forward to in 2023. Alioff. Um, I always appreciate you coming on this pod with me and, and spending some time with me every week and, and talking sports. So we'll see you all in 2023. Thanks again. Thank you, David. <laughs>